Experience podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Jose Saldivar. Joining me again are my faithful co-hosts, Nick, Gerson, and Jerry. And today we have three guests with us. As always, we want to feature one of our new first-year experience gurus. And so I'll go ahead and allow her to introduce herself right now. Hi, everyone. My name is Elizabeth Chavaria. And then we have two additional guests with us. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves right now. Hi, good afternoon. I'm Cindy Mata Vasquez. I'm the director for student activities here at UTRGB. And my name is Mabel Cortina Matos. I am the event manager at the Student Union. Thank you both for joining us. Before we get started, I wanted to give Elizabeth a little bit of time to talk about her role as a guru and maybe tell us a little bit about what she hopes and expects for the coming year. So Elizabeth, what can you tell us about your role? Um, I'm currently a new member for the FYE. And I am really excited to help freshman students and also transfer students who are feeling lost at UTRGV or don't know where to go, like need a direction. I've been there in their shoes, so I want to help them. And not everyone has someone like a mentor to help them, especially for the first generation mm-hmm. students. And it's been going a little bit weird since everything is online, so we can't meet them like really face to face. But um, we've been doing Zoom meetings and been helping a lot of students and I love it. I just love seeing them happy. Awesome. Thank you. So Elizabeth, real quick before we move on to other guests, what is your major? My major is communication studies with a minor in human resource. Awesome. And your classification? Uh, I'm a senior. I graduate hopefully this semester. <laughs> oh, awesome. What are your plans for after graduation? What is it you'd like to do? Um, I just got accepted today in the master's program of business administration. Wow. Good luck to you. Um, and thank you again for joining us, Elizabeth. We've invited Cindy and Mabel to join us to talk about student life, student events, what students can look forward to since basically everything's like this. Everything's operating online in a virtual environment. I think before we logged on, I think we all had a little bit to share and kind of how what reality looks like for us and, and um, sort of what has become the new normal for us. But given the situation, given the circumstances, either one of you can take this, what can students look forward to in terms of like student life, student events, and activities? I can go first. Um, For student activities, we've been very lucky that we were able to transition into a virtual platform as soon as we were told, hey, we're moving, everyone's going to be at home, working from home, um, and learning from home. And so we've had quite a busy summer and a quite busy fall to start off and so we've been able to host events in collaboration with departments like the student union with mabel um, throughout the summer and make sure that students are still being engaged and still having that time to connect with each other Um, i'm very happy to say that we didn't skip a beat as it came to best week ever and so for best week ever we did host um, virtual info depot so students were able to get information from various departments in a virtual environment. And we're actually in the process of posting all that information on our V-Link pages. And for the Stomp, I mean, we hosted our very first, very successful, I might add, uh, virtual concert. We were surprised at how many people actually attended that. Um, We had over a thousand students that participated, student faculty and staff. And so 
it's an amazing opportunity for us to be able to do this for our students. And I'm excited just to see what the rest of the fall semester looks like, at least for student activities. The majority of the fall semester will be virtual, but we want to make sure that our students are still getting that experience that we would have provided to them in person. And so if in October they're used to seeing some type of event, we're trying our best to make sure that it can also be provided to them in a virtual format. I didn't realize that you had that many, I guess, participants or viewers or what have you for the concert. And I completely forgot about it the night of, but um, I think later folks were talking about it. We had a gurus meeting the next day and I know some of them were talking about that they had checked it out and everything and thought it was really cool. So, wow, that's awesome. Real quick, are, are there still on-campus activities, in-person activities that are happening? At least for the month of September, we are not doing any in-person activities as far as student activities goes. The university is looking at everything on a bi-weekly basis, and so we're hoping to have a better idea as to what October and November can look like, and even the spring semester as we keep going. Hopefully a decline in cases and that we feel everyone can be safe. I do think that as we transition to, into a more traditional environment, there will be changes, there will be protocols that are added. And so what those are, I'm not sure yet, but we will definitely keep everyone posted. Mabel, you work at the student union and the student union, I think at, at most universities and certainly at UTRGV is kind of like the hub, it's kind of like the life center, feels like the heart of the university. So what does it look like now, now that we've, we've gone virtual? So we're still here. We've been open all summer. There are still students that are coming here because it's like you said, build it and they come. We are here, it's open. So we have students here early in the morning studying, hanging out. Um, they bring their lunches. The C store is still open. So people still trickle in and out throughout the day. It also is a great study space for residents. So they'll kind of come into the perimeter of the, of the building and they'll stay outside and study. So there's definitely life and movement still happening at the union. The virtual union, right? That virtual space is still hopping and popping and we've still got tons of events in a very, of a very dynamic nature happening as well. So now we're, we exist on a physical level, but we also exist on this virtual platform. Uh, that's exciting. Um, Co-hosts, kinds of questions do you have for our guests? Not really a question. It's just yeah, good to hear that the union is still open because like uh, Jose was saying, it's like, uh, like the heart, it's like the meeting point in, in school. Whenever you're not doing anything else, well, at least for me, I just go back to that to there and that's where I meet my friends or we go to the game room or whatever. It's really good to hear that, that it's still alive, <laughs> even online too. Even people that are just, uh, you know, working on campus and moving through the, the campus at large, they like to come through the union, whether it's a, you know, stop at the C store or just get some cool air as you come in through the east and leave mm. through the west or, you know, a restroom stop, whatever it is, it's like you kind of gravitate here and you move through the building or you get a little bit of shade from the cells. It's awesome to see people here. Yeah, I have a question. I wanted to ask, um, previously the student union was being used as a polling location. Um, does the student union predict to maybe have um, in-person polling or has COVID-19 kind of affected that kind of outcome? So we are, we've been working closely with the union. Because of the location, we actually opted to move it to the ballroom in Edinburgh. So that way we can have the social distancing and space everybody out. And so October 13th through October 30th, when we have early voting in Hidalgo County, and I believe election day, it will be at the ballroom in Edinburgh. In Brownsville, 
our campus was not selected as one of the polling sites, but TSC was, and so TSC will be the location at the Mary, Mary Rose Cardenas Hall, and our Civic Engagement Alliance will be promoting uh, voter registration efforts throughout the month of September, since it is Valley Voter Awareness Month. It'll be virtual, and so we do have uh, a meeting later on this week to figure out how we will be doing this virtually. We, we hope to have a curbside event where students, faculty, staff, and even community members can come by. We give them the voter registration card that's already ready to go. They just have to fill it out and send it to the Secretary of State. And we also have voter registration cards at the Student Union in Edinburgh and in Brownsville and different locations around campus that are open right now for business. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I was, that was kind of been like a question that's been on my mind because normally uh, me as a student and I know like a lot of my friends that are students as well, they actually use that same location just because it's in central Edinburgh for our Edinburgh campus. So. Yeah, and the good thing is that since it is early voting, any resident from Hidalgo County can vote there, and they extended the time frame, so instead of two weeks, we now have three weeks, and so, yeah, I mean, oh, wow. it's centrally located. You know it's safe because our facilities crew, crew will be making sure that we are cleaning and disinfecting. The elections workers will also be ensuring that, and then, of course, we have a mandated policy right now that anyone on any university property has to be wearing a mask, and so there are those extra precautions that as the university we're taking. So yeah, anyone from Hidalgo County can go vote there um, starting October 13th through October 30th and election day as well. So if you don't get out to the polls in three weeks, definitely go out to the polls on election day, but they've extended it so that everyone has an opportunity to go at their own leisure and ensure that we're not crowding the polls um, on election day. That's good to know. I hadn't, I hadn't heard that. And so Nick is kind of our, our like socially and politically active. And so he's, he's always, he's got those questions down for us. But uh, for me personally, um, I'm glad to hear that. I, I always take advantage of the, the fact that we have a polling site on campus um, because I like to get out and vote like in the, within the first day or two, just so I know I get it out of the way and, you know, and I've done my civic duty. Um, I guess you will always have like a packed calendar of events. I know because you know, we get all of the emails and, and um, just sort of the advertising. Are there any events um, we should really like pencil in or, you know, look forward to or, or that you all really want to highlight for the coming semester? We have at the union something every week. We have National uh, Coloring Day coming up and there's special UT RGV coloring pages. We have uh, a Jeopardy game with a Marvel theme. There's a lot of students that have asked. We've had a art series, a 101 art series, where we did self-portraits and watercolors and comic book sketching. And so they asked for calligraphy and we're bringing them calligraphy 101. We're going to be having a talent show. One of the most awesome programs that we have coming up is going to be National Comic Book Day on the 25th of uh, September. And so we have Carl Nelson from the library, who's a hardcore comic book go-to guru on campus. He's going to be holding a discussion, a short history of, but really it's just a sharing platform. Come yeah. talk to us about 
all of your favorite comic books and why. And then the second hour of it is going to be on how to draw yourself as a superhero. And really all you need is a pencil and a paper and a little bit of imagination on what your superpower would be and he'll help you translate that graphic into paper. And you know, like that's the awesome thing like Cindy was saying, we're just really thinking outside of the box while making it accessible to all of the students. Um, we have all kinds of programs where, you know, you wouldn't need a calligraphy pen or you just need like a regular pen. At the start of the uh, pandemic, there was a shortage of hand sanitizer. And I think in certain circumstances, you still might find yourself that it's a little bit difficult to get a hold of it. So a biology professor is working with us on September the 9th and we're gonna do a DIY homemade cleaners event. And so she's gonna teach us how to make laundry soap and hand sanitizer with household products. And you know, it's a biology professor, so it's legit. So we've just got so much dynamic programming coming up. It's hard to pick. I love the diversity. I love that it's just so, there. there's definitely like this artistic vibe, right? That runs through it all, but but there's also that like that utility factor, right? That students can use it. Um, but then there's also like, it can help students like just relax, get their mind off things. I love it. I love the diversity of it. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, is there a way to um, maybe find online like a schedule or like you post it on social media to know when the things are coming up? Yes, Garrison. So our marketing is everywhere. It's on Messenger. It's on V-Link. It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. And then there's also Facebook events. So if you see one that you like, for that you would have to be um, connecting with the union on some level or checking Messenger or V-Link. But everything is there and we post consistently and we create events. And once you have either RSVP'd or showed that you are interested in the event, then we send out communication that way through the event itself to remind you that it's coming up and how to get engaged with it. Um, Cindy, I know there's something you wanted to share with the group. Yeah, so um, like I mentioned earlier, September is Valley Voter Awareness Month. So a lot of the events that will be coming out of student activities at least from the Civic Engagement Alliance, we'll be focused on registering to vote or getting informed of what you need to do to be registered. Um, our Campus Activities Board also has um, a calendar full of events, and so you can definitely can find them on V-Link. Um, that is, I think, the main area where students can go um, and find any event on campus, whether it's the union, UREC, activities, leadership and mentoring, et cetera. But I actually, I'm going to have to log off after this announcement because I have to go prep for this upcoming event. Um, we are still continuing our Distinguished Speaker Series. And our first speaker, I'm very happy to say, will be John Leguizamo. He will be joining us virtually. And so we are excited to host him September 24th. We will be sending out information as to how students can, students, faculty, and staff can definitely catch that event. Um, there will be a virtual meet and greet, private reception, some sort, and so we will be choosing our students. So I will always work with Dr. Saldivar to help us select some gurus and some <laughs> first-year experience students to attend that virtual meet and greet. But we are hoping to continue our Distinguished Speaker Series. We may be bringing more speakers in a different type of platform. But like I said, I'm actually going to head off of this meeting to go talk logistics with our agency so that we can have a, a smooth event 
and we can figure out what Mr. Leguizamo needs that we can provide. So thank you for having me. If you guys ever need anything um, from student activities, definitely email us, studentactivities at utrgv.edu. Um, and I will send Dr. Saldivar all of our links so that way he can share them with you guys in any notes or um, posts that you guys do. But thank you for having me and I hope to talk to you guys soon. That is really exciting. Um, any other questions? And we, we, we got maybe we'll hear any other questions from the gurus. I'm just gonna say, it's not much of a question, but I used to work at the student union and I feel like ever since I left, I still feel like I work there. Students are like always asking me questions even before the pandemic, like about what, what events are happening on campus. Like I'm a freshman, I don't know where to go. Like I'm scared, I have a two hour break before my classes. Am I supposed to just go back home? And I'd always just be like, no, go to the union. They have Chick-fil-A, they have the C store, they have a Starbucks, like they have events, go to the game room. And I really, it, to say it's a hub for students is just an understatement. Like anytime I meet up with anyone on campus, it's just the union is where I go. It's my safe space. It's where like anything from like the facilities to the game room to like even the events, like you'd be surprised how much work goes into an ice cream bar. It's a lot of work. And I don't know how like Mabel is able to do it. It's, it's insane. Well said, well said, Jerry. Yeah, it does you not sound like you got paid. Much. You know, people don't see it, right? The students show up and they grab an ice cream and they're like, yes, some sprinkles, some Oreos. And they don't realize that we've been washing in hot water and you know, crushing cookies and hair netted. And, and I remember, you know, there was, a, I think after a year of doing just like the standard Sundays, we started looking at craziness, you know, like sour gummies and Captain Crunch, and it's been incredibly fun. I saw the union too is also doing like um, the some of the sessions are like making your own cleaning products from home. Not only are you all making events online, but you're catering to like events in the current times. So it, it never surprises me when the union does something, um, something great like that. And I'm, I'm excited for transitioning back to in person. But um, yeah, I'm a uh, I'm really, I'm really excited. I know it's been not the easiest transition for most, but you know, like anything, we'll get through it. And um, you know, everyone's, all the departments are here for you if you need anything. I've told this story before. Um, I think about three or four years ago, a distance learning student wrote me and asked me how they could participate in an event. That question really stomped me. How could I get someone that's living in Waco or in a different state to engage with us at an ice cream bar or mm -hmm. at a pool tournament. I really was stumped by this question and I was so bothered by the fact that I couldn't address, you know what I mean? I couldn't finalize that inquiry that I saved the email on my desktop and I erased it finally like a month ago. And so it sat on my desktop as a reminder that I needed to do better. And so when we went home for spring break and we didn't come back physically, we were tasked with programming. It was, our, our first program was something so elemental. It was a pet show and tell. And I remember just being up for days, just scrolling virtual programming and everybody that I know sending me 101 programs to do online. And it was mind numbing. And it wasn't until I saw this 
image of small children bringing their cats and dogs and birds and bird cages that I was like, that's it. That's at least where we start because everybody's home and everybody's hanging out with their pets. And so we started from there and then we hit the ground running in terms of watching all of the other universities in this nation. We were just doing research incessantly. We were looking at unions, student centers, student activities, just across the board from California to New York. And we were just watching what all of the other universities were doing. And I think that everybody came to a point where they were, they, they were stumped. But then at some point they started rolling them out and we broke them down. We saw what they were doing, how they were executing them, the tools that they were using, the fact that they were using a lot of in-house resources, faculty, staff. We've gotten to a point where I can kind of look back and say, I think we're on the right road. I think we're, we're still learning. We're still doing research. We're still, we're still gathering tools and data on how to present, execute, curate. And it helps to have access to incredibly young, intelligent students like Gerson and Jerry and Elizabeth that I'm like, what's trending? What's going on on TikTok? What's going on on Instagram? And they can tell me because I'm not on those platforms all of the time, but they are. And they can tell me, oh, this is what's happening and this is who's doing it. And you know, this is what's going on and this is how you do it. And then we start to flesh out all of those things. They are, they are my experts. They're my gurus. <laughs> to add to that point on how much effort goes in at the union for you know, research into student events, we actually, when I worked for the union, we went to um, a convention called ACUI, which is the Association of College Unions International. We actually went to Dallas and the entire premise of this convention for a week long was how do we make student unions better? How do we make them more accessible? How do we make um, students feel a stronger connection to the union? And a lot of those um, sessions were kind of bridging on the gap of how do we conduct events virtually? And I remember we were all drafting ideas of how we would do it. And we were, again, it was like that email that was, uh, that was in Mabel's email. We, we pinned it on a wall and we said, one day, but not, you know, we need to focus on the in-person events. When the gurus and I spoke to Andrea Yen uh, last week, uh, or a couple weeks ago, the director of undergraduate student admissions, she was saying how COVID kind of forced us into going virtually and now, even when the pandemic ends, we're still going to, you know, take those virtual events into consideration for, for you know, future events. And it's going to be something that now we are going to just have, even if there's no reason to have it, you know, like, even if there's no co like actual risk physically on campus, at least now we're going to have um, the infrastructure and the ideas to start conducting events virtually. And I think that was like great. It's definitely a silver lining into pushing us into knowing like how to conduct these sessions online if we ever had to in the future. Any closing thoughts before we, uh, we sign off? So can I read you guys something? Sure. I'm going to uh, share with you an email that I got. This was what prompted me to finally get around to deleting that other email that I told you about. Mm -hmm. This was after an event that we had. It was a poetry slam. And I'll be very honest with you. It wasn't one of our best attended events. But the students that were there were so present 
you know, they were there with their poetry, some of their favorite works, some of their or own original work. And uh, they just, they really showed up. They really were there. They didn't care how many people were on the Zoom. They just wanted to read and, you know, riff off each other and, and share. And so after the event, you know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little bit defeated. You know, I'm looking at the numbers, I'm entering the numbers and I'm just like, oh, you know, and then this email came up. And so I'll try to stay cool and steady while I read it and not tear up. But it said, thank you so much. This was amazing for me to be in a poetic community with you all. I don't live in the Valley. And later I found out she doesn't live in the state. As an online student from the start, I have not ever felt that camaraderie. It was funny that it took a virtual experience to make me feel like part of the university. Stay safe in Texas. And wow. so later on, I find out uh, she's a, a doctoral student. Basically is just trying to hit the degree and be out, you know, get on with her professional life. And somehow in the midst of all of this, an event caught her attention and she participated. And all of a sudden she felt very much part of UTRGV. She felt that camaraderie, that warmth, um, and that, that, that kind of, oh, it sealed it for me. I was like, okay, like I said, that's when I kind of said, yeah. we're, we're doing this right, or you know, at least on the path to rightness. Just working at the union, like, and someone were to like tell me that, I would just cry immediately. Like, because with that one email, suddenly, out of nowhere, all of your work, the tireless nights, <laughs> the, you know, the outlook planning at two in the morning or anything, it all pays off. It all, it all becomes worth it. Because I think at the end of the day, that's what the union strives for. It's not only to bring students in and have them experience the university, but feel a part of it. I can't think of any other way to end this podcast. Mabel, thank you for joining us. Thank you for the wonderful and outstanding work that you do and, and for continuing to provide opportunities for students to be engaged, even in the midst of COVID and, and just keep, keep doing the work that you do and know that, um, that we all appreciate it um, and that our, that our students rely on it. And so, so thank you. Elizabeth, thank you for joining us. Best of luck to you this semester as you, as you serve as a guru for other students and, and best of luck to you down the road as you uh, begin to pursue your master's. That concludes another episode of the First Year Experience podcast. Thank you to all of our listeners out there and uh, we'll see you next time.